Do you ever feel like you just need to empty your brain? Let go of all the information you just acquired and process it? Hi you guys and welcome back to my podcast Brain Dump. Officially, this is a place where I'm going to be recapping what I've learned throughout the week from my college classes. It's something that will help me review what has been talked about in my classes, but it'll also allow me to relate what I've learned to life and how those things can be applied. Some weeks will focus more on one specific class, well, others might highlight each class. Unofficially, it'll be a place where I can deposit tidbits of information that I find fascinating. I hope that these things are somehow able to help you, and if not, I just hope you enjoy listening. This week, we'll be talking about instructions. I know, super thrilling topic, doesn't sound super interesting, and maybe not the most fun, but I will do my best to make it as interesting as possible. In my first English class, we began discussing instructions. Really quick, I'm curious, what do you normally think of when you hear the word instructions? Do you think of a manual, a video, or a list? Is there a specific media or medium that you associate with instructions? If I'm being completely honest, the first thing that popped into my mind when I thought of instructions was IKEA furniture. Now, this is somewhat ironic, because I've never actually put together a piece of IKEA furniture before, but I do happen to know a few people who have, and they always say it's quite challenging trying to follow the instructions. On that note, I wanted to share an exercise that my professor had us do in class, and this not only helped us get to thinking about instructions and writing instructions, but it also will lead to some tips that I'm going to give you on how to write instructions. To help us get in the right mindset, or even just to jumpstart our brains a little bit, considering we're college students and it's a morning class, not all of us were awake or had our coffee. My professor grouped us together and gave us all sticky notes with a word on it that we were to write instructions for. First, we were each to write our own instructions for the word, and then to get together as a group and do that. (laughs) My group got the word study. Now, if you're a college student, a high school student, or have ever attended an institution that assigned homework or gave you a test to study for, you might realize the irony here. Everyone studies differently. I'm not kidding. It was really interesting to see the different results between me and my group members. My list was essentially this. How to study. One, pick the topic or subject that you need to study. Two, narrow down the subject field to one specific task. Three, gather the materials required to complete the task. Four, find a quiet place or your ideal environment for concentration. Five, start at the beginning. Ask yourself what needs to be done to continue completing the task. Six, take any notes, readings, highlighting things that may be needed to analyze the task. And seven, continue to break down and analyze the subject until the task is completed. So that was essentially my list. (laughs) One of my other group members lists looked like this. One, procrastinate. Two, procrastinate more. Three, open textbook. Four, stare at textbook. Five, go get a snack. Six, read a paragraph from the textbook. Seven, go get a snack. Eight, go back to the textbook, read another paragraph. 9. Look at your phone. 10. Give up. 11. Repeat. 
this was very interesting to see the differences between how each of us studied and granted that the list that I gave isn't actually how I always study it was ideally how I think I should study anyways I wrote instructions based on how you should study and my other or maybe not should study but ideally how it might look to study and my other group members wrote instructions on how they actually study we had another group give instructions on how to crank a car and one other group got to go to describe how they get dinner. This also varied in the way they described it, and especially when it comes to cranking the car, we found that it varied based on make, model, if it's manual, automatic, the type of car. All of this can vary, so keeping all that in mind is very important. Everyone's interpretations and explanations were different. This exercise, while quite entertaining, also pointed out how, how diverse instructions can be, especially from person to person. Writing instructions that everyone, or even a specific audience, can understand is challenging because of this. In that case, I figured I'd compose a list of things that I learned that, help my, that might help improve upon the clarity and success of instructions. 1. Instructions can take on many forms. The medium used to convey the information can be anything from a video, list, cartoon, and more. When you are trying to figure out how to do something, what do you like to find to help? Do you go on Google and search for lists? Do you favor videos? What do you find the most helpful? When picking your medium, consider your audience. Who are you trying to reach? Where might they look for these instructions? What will they understand best? These questions will help you determine what form your instructions will take. It will also help you determine what site or where they might end up on. Granted, a video would be more close, would be discovered on YouTube, whereas the list might be a blog on Google, something like that. Two, next, make sure they are constructed correctly. What orientation are you using? Do you want your audience to read from left to right? Or is it top to bottom? Can they easily decipher the direction that they need to read in? For example, a listed format would be different from that of a cartoon. A list you typically read top to bottom in number format. A cartoon, however, is typically read like a book from left to right, but this also varies from person to person. Keep this in mind as you appeal to your audience. Three. If it will aid your presentation, use numbers. Numbers can help the reader, reader transition from step to step, as well as follow along easier. If you're typically reading a list, there are numbers to help you navigate your way through the sections, through the paragraphs, or through the wording, and that can just help clarify. Four, when writing or creating your steps, be straightforward. If you write it as a question or a suggestion, what will your readers think? Instead, try to be direct and concise. This will aid in the clarity. For example, if you were, let's say, I'm gonna use a list as an example a lot, you guys, sorry. But if you're reading a list and someone says, should you do this? Or I think you should do this. Are you going to continue reading that list? It's not as confident and it's not as direct and forward so it's harder to decide 
hey, I think this is exactly what I should be doing versus should I be doing this? I don't know if that made any sense. I hope it did. (laughs) Five, if you aren't already using images, consider adding them. Images can not only add a great visual factor, but they can also help the reader better comprehend the act being done. For example, I'm going to use Legos. I don't know how many of you guys grew up using Legos, but a lot of the time if you were building something, there was an instruction manual or pictures that helped you figure out how to build the figure or the castle or the battleship, whatever you want to do. Um, But most of the time there were pictures showing this block goes on top of this block and then this is how you construct this and put this together. Now, that can be super helpful and you can also add text along with that to clarify even further. But if you were trying to explain how to build, let's say, a battleship with Legos, would you choose to do it in a list format with lettering? I would not recommend it because it's a little bit harder to describe and inform your audience as to which block you are using and putting on top of the other brick. But that that's all personal preference, but I wouldn't recommend it. Recommend it. The images help clarify and they help distinguish this is why this one's different and this is what we're putting here versus trying to describe it and having the audience a little lost or confused. Six. One more thing to keep in mind, wording. Depending on your audience, you may be able to use jargon or specific words that are related to the topic, but this is only recommended if your audience knows them. For example, if you are a doctor appealing to the medical community, you could use that jargon. You could use the medical terms that you know and that they know, and that would easily make a list that they would understand. Or some kind of instructions that they would understand. But if you were trying to appeal to the general public, they might not understand those terms. So I would try to not necessarily simplify it, but try explain it better um, and use it in words that they would understand. On top of that, um, define any words that they might stumble on if there is some jargon, jargon that you need to use in order to help explain your purpose better. I hope these suggestions might help you guys better understand and write instructions, or at least help clarify some of the purpose behind the instructions. I didn't have as much for you guys this week, I'm sorry, so it was a little bit dry, but it was a four-day, five-day weekend added to all the snow for my last podcast, so bear with me, you guys. I'm going to sign off for now, but I will talk to you guys next week. Bye!